Welcome, welcome. This is Jesse with Recovering Mentally, coming to you live from Nebraska. I'm here today to talk to you about being your most authentic self. I personally left corporate America. It was affecting my mental health. It was affecting my sobriety. And now I branched out onto my own with learning all these kinds of great tools to help coach and guide you through this. Because you know what? We are awesome and we are badasses when we are doing the things that we love that are not only good for our self, our career, our success, but for our mind, body, and soul. So let's get started. Hey, you guys, it's Jesse. Welcome back to Recovering Mentally. I am so excited today. I have got the most amazing woman here to talk to us about stress. How often do we get caught up in stress and that affects our mindset and then everything just goes to crap? So we're not going to let that happen today because Carly Myers is here with us. Carly is an expert at helping professionals who feel overworked, overwhelmed, or on the verge of burnout relieve stress so they can find more joy at work, home, and beyond. She is the founder of the Stress Less Company. Carly has helped hundreds of professionals across the country take action to reduce stress through coaching. She believes there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to stress management. Carly is a diplomate of the American Institute of Stress and has had her work most recently featured in media outlets such as Parade, Good Day, Philadelphia, Fox 29, the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philly Mag, and the Holy Mag. I love that. Oh my gosh. See, I tell you guys, we bring the real deals here. Thank you, Carly, for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So stress. Everyone can relate to stress. 80% of us, that's for sure. Oh my gosh. So, okay. Even children I'm noticing can relate to stress in, and for those of you listening, this is recorded earlier, but I'm going to tell you by the time it releases, I don't think our, our world situation is going to be much different. So the pandemic has truly screwed up a lot of things in everybody's lives. It has changed our country. And it has caused stress upon all of us and our children. And Carly, how does this, I mean, have you had to change your business model? Are you now working with not just professionals, but people because of all this? Oh my goodness. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of us people are professionals. So, yes. you know, but uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, whether, well, I say whether it's professional, you know, spaghetti eater or professional tax account, you know, (laughs) right. Whatever. We could all be professionals, but you know, I've, there's a lot that's changed and there's a lot that hasn't. Right. But one of the things that I've been, you know, noticing and talking about is the fact that right now, as we record this, we're going through the first wave, what I'm calling the first wave, right? This virus, COVID-19, but we're not really having the conversation except for in a select few places about how we need to be prepared for the second wave. And the second wave being the mental health wave, the the stress that we are going through a collective trauma. And so, you know, what's really changed for me is, you know, I've always been at the forefront and talking about stress and talking about mental health because I believe it's important. It's the thing that's going to change the world. 
But now more than ever, I'm making sure that we're having these conversations because if we don't, that second wave is, I believe, even more dangerous than the first one. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, you know, I was having a discussion with my mom the other day and we were talking about how we don't see the world going back to the way it was for a year, if not more. Mm -hmm. And she even said, and you know, my mom doesn't really talk a lot about mental health with me, even though I have mental illness. It's, it's a foreign concept. And she brought up, she goes, I am literally afraid that it's going to be like when the stock market crashed in 29, that people are going to be making attempts on their lives. They're going to be having breakdowns. It's going to go to chaos Mm -hmm. because nobody knows how to live in the new norm. And that makes so much sense to me. Yeah. It's so funny. I was talking to my accountant uh, maybe two or three weeks ago and we were just going over my books and we were just updating and all, all of this stuff. And he, he was talking about how he um, is still going into the office, but none of his staff are. Mm-hmm. So he's going into the office alone. Uh, he's got too many kids at home to be able to take so many <laughs> client calls, but he, he's in an office building. So when he has to use the restroom, he has to go out into the hall and go and use the, you know, the quote, public restroom of that office, but no one's there except for maybe one or two other people. And he shared with me that a few weeks ago, he, you know, had to use the restroom. So he got up, got up, went out of his office, locked his office, walk, started to walk down the hall. And on the other end of this really long hallway, he saw a person walk into the building. And for the first time in his entire life, he got anxious and scared at yes. seeing somebody. And he said, you know what? It's not worth going to the bathroom. And he turned back around, he went into his office and he did not go to the bathroom. And so that, I mean, just shifts like that. Never before have we been afraid of someone, just anyone on the street. Right. Um, you know, aside from, we'll get into, you know, another conversation about stereotypes and, and, you know, all of that, but right. never before have we been afraid of just another human, even our moms, our sisters, our brothers, we're yeah. afraid that they can create an impact on us. So I have to tell you, I, this week experienced some drama as everybody knows I have eight year old twins, but this was different. This was almost to the level of scary, which showed me the stress that this is having on my kids, even though we're trying to do the best that we can. So my son, you know, when he was little, we used to shave his head in the summer because it's hot. And this year we decided to shave his head one because nobody's cutting hair. And so (laughs) I shaved his head. Now my son is mildly autistic with some other uh, morbidities to that. So change is hard. And he cried for like an hour and a half. And I will tell you it's day three and he's still talking about it. He doesn't like to be bald. In fact, that night he got out of the shower and goes, I think my hair grew back a little bit. And I'm just like, dude, it's okay. You, he looks great. He looks adorable. Well, he, I got, I finished him and I said to him, I go, baby, I'm going to shave my sides of my head. Come watch mommy do that. Like to help make him feel better. I do that. I come out of the bathroom and my daughter who doesn't have autism, who doesn't have anything is bawling. And I said, Layla, what is going on? And she goes, I can't handle you both being bald. I can't handle this. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is not that big of a change. And yet my heart 
hurt for her because I started to think, wow, our kids are being affected in, in a major way. And I don't know how they're going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is that you bring up, you know, the hair situation is a great example about how that's, it's not always about the hair, right? It's oftentimes about everything else that came before the hair. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a great evaluation that sometimes I'll give, I'll work through with my clients to figure out how much stress have they really gone through in the past year? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, asking things like, you know, have you had a job change? Has your financial situation changed? Have you lost a loved one? Have you gotten divorced? Have you gotten married? Have, uh, have you been injured? All of these questions about change, really, what has changed in your life? And, you know, a score above 200 is considered a lot of change. Okay. And I recently took this, this evaluation for myself and my score was over 900. Oh my gosh. Right. And, and that's me as someone who is fairly well adjusted. Yeah. So knowing that a lot of people right now have experienced a change in jobs, a change in finances, a change in their social life, because if they have a loved one who's sick, they can't be in direct contact with them, right? Maybe they've lost somebody in the last year, right? There's so many changes, change in school, change in, and now we're, we're uh, homeschooling, right? So many changes pile up. And then it's that little thing, right? It's the, our, our mom changes her haircut. That is like, I can't take any more change. I need my routine. I need my sense of safety. And you're right. And this isn't just for people who have autism or mental health. I consider myself very well-managed, well-adjusted. I mean, I'm talking mental health every day, yet I have my moments. Mm -hmm. And what would you say, what is the best advice you could give to us in those moments? Like, how do we accept that moment but push through it? And in this case of stress. So, you know, there's two, there's two perspectives here. The first one, and this is the foundation of everything that I teach is that when we're in just the perspective that when we are in fight or flight mode, fight, flight, or freeze mode, we tend to make poor decisions, poor decisions about our health, poor decisions about our relationships, poor decisions about just about everything. You know, a, a great example that's not necessarily related to this pandemic is, you know, I had a client a few years ago who was enjoying a movie night with her boyfriend and they were sitting on the couch and he picks up his phone and he starts texting and, and immediately her brain goes, he's cheating on me. Oh, he's, bless her. He goes into fight or flight. He's cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And so her fight or flight brain's like, well, screw him. I'm leaving. I'm out. I'm gone. You can, you can go do whatever you're going to do with that woman. Yeah. Right. Her, that was her fight or flight brain. Then she implemented this thing called creative stress reduction, which I'll tell you about it here in a second. Instead of having that response, she got herself out of fight or flight mode. And then here to find out after she processed, got herself out of fight or flight mode, her boyfriend was just texting his daughter. <laughs> bless her heart that I've been there I get it but yep. yes <laughs> and 
right? And so that can be a really great example of how fight or flight can really hijack our decision-making abilities. Yes, there's been a, there's a place, right? It gets us away from this, you know, really dangerous situations. But in those moments, oftentimes we need that space. And so creative stress reduction is a great way to get us out of fight or flight. So what is it? So creative stress reduction is any activity that gets us out of fight, flight, or freeze mode and into a state of play or flow. Oh, Yeah. So it's anything. So this could be, uh, you know, playing with your dog, going on a walk. My best friend loves dyeing her hair weird colors. You know, like it can be formatting an Excel spreadsheet if that's what you're into. (laughs) And And there are people into that. (laughs) Not me, but there are. And the whole point of that is to, again, get you into a place where you can make better decisions. Yes. About what you need for your mental health, for your security, for the whole nine yards. I feel in some ways, like right now, I've, I've been in that mode. And then, yeah, there's just a simple moment that clicks in and I go into that fight or flight mode. But, and I'll, Usually my instinct when I go into that fight or flight mode is to shut down Mm -hmm. and go lay down and fall asleep because for some reason to me sleep, if I wake up, reset the brain, I'm fine, but you can't be sleeping all day. Mm -hmm. So I love like that you said, you know, walking the dog, dyeing your hair colors. That's me. I need to learn how to color some hair because mine's fading and it looks fabulous, but I would like some bolder colors. I like that friend. We need to connect me with her. Um, But I love the idea of, of just getting out of body almost and into self and into fun. That's, I know my daughter's biggest thing and maybe that's where the haircuts stem from. She's bored she, you can't go anywhere. She loves going to the children's museum. She loves going to parks and she knows she doesn't even ask me. She knows that those places are closed, but the fact that she's not asking me, it's almost like she's internalizing that stress. Mm -hmm. And it scares me because me and my ex-husband do a very good job of communicating with our kids And the fact that she could be holding that in scares me. Mm -hmm. And it makes me nervous to send, what is school going to look like down the road in the fall and in the winter? Are they going to go back to school? Are they going to be in masks? Mm -hmm. And how will they accept that? And I think, to be honest with you, that when these children go back to school, they need people like you there to recognize those stress triggers and, and help. I think the first year back needs to be more about mental health than common core math because mm-hmm. we've, we've really taken their head and just shook it up and said, okay, here you go. Yeah. Well, and you know, the other thing that I would say is, you know, there's a lot happening, a lot being shared on social media that's even been being talked about talked about on different podcasts and and like all of everywhere we're, we're looking, it seems that people are talking about how, um, if you, if you don't come out of quarantine with, you know, a new like certification or a side hustle or, you know, like no, some new skill, 
then it's not time you lack, it's discipline, right? And this is like, that drives me absolutely mad because quite frankly, we talked about it earlier, we are all going, regardless of the level, we're all going through a collective trauma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it reminds me of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's, you know, based on human psychology and our basic needs. And at the very bottom, we have our physical needs, right? Food, water, shelter, clean air to breathe. And, you know, if we, okay, so we have that. And then we go into our sense of safety, our sense of health, right? And then we go above that. And I'm going to mess up the order here, but I think it's, you know, it might be a sense of belonging, Mm-hmm. you know, friendships. And then we go above that and then we have, you know, self-actualization, right? Being the best version that we can be. Before this pandemic happened, maybe a lot of us were, you know, just trying to f- figure out friends and relationships, or maybe we were at self-actualization. Right. But the reality is now is that if we haven't made it down to how am I going to pay my bills to the bottom, right? How am I going to pay my bills to have shelter? How am I going to get gr- food on the table for, for me and my family? If we haven't made it down there, we're at the very least at that second level, which is let's make sure I don't get sick or the people in my family don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And so the thought that, you know, that message that keeps coming across, that self-actualization, be the best you can be, be determined, keep going, is so unproductive because we cannot be the best that we can be. We cannot obtain a new skill or or do anything at that level if we're worried about eat, getting enough food or if we're going to have somewhere to live next month, it's just not possible. And so, and I'm really passionate about this, but you know, it's, it's really important to say, you know, I don't have to worry about this. It's okay to go back to the basics and say, okay, I'm going to do my creative stress reduction to get out of fight or flight mode. And then when I'm thinking clearly, I can say, okay, well, what do I need to do to pay my bills this month? Right. What do I need to do to make sure that my family and myself are safe? You know, And thinking about those basics, not thinking about what that new skill is or, you know, know, I totally agree with you. I, 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 so many people are getting certifications and I get filling up the boredom, like filling up the monotony. That's great. But you are spot on. No one needs to come out of this with their doctorate for goodness sakes. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you do, great, let's talk. But if you don't, great, let's talk. Mm-hmm. The thing that I am finding for myself that gets me out of fight or flight mode, and I really hope to carry it on, I plan to carry it on when the world opens again, is compassion mm-hmm. and giving what I can. That doesn't mean money. That means if a friend of mine's feeling down, well, let's get on Zoom and let's. Let's have some girl time. You know, I I have a friend that we literally watched a Netflix show together. We went one, two, three, hit your button. And we watched and it was so fun. But it's it's not monetary. It's let me bring you a roast that I made tonight so you don't have to cook dinner. Things of that nature, the compassion, if we can come out of this with some compassion, some empathy and kindness, wow, then we've, we've hit the jackpot in my opinion. And I think, you know, I think the thing about everything that we're going through is that compassion has really grown. We've, we Mm -hmm. have like, 
never, I maybe before, but never in my lifetime, at least have I seen the, most of the world we're, we're in it together. Yes. And I think that is amazing. And I think if we don't learn anything else from this, it's that we really, as humans have the ability to show up for each other. Mm -hmm. We have the ability for that. And I think the challenge is here is to give ourselves compassion through all of this. Yes. Like I've been telling my kids, give yourself some grace and space. I love that. I know I've had to do it, you know, where I've gotten upset or, you know, I over, I had an overreaction because I had stress and somebody asked me a question and I went, woo because the, the stress part took over for me and I've had to go, whoa, I need to take a time out yep. for a few minutes and then come back to the situation. Yep. And yeah, I, I mean the compassion, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. I've also told them to try to make them laugh because I'm all about laughter is that when they have, if they choose to have kids of their own, when their kids come whining to them saying, mommy, I'm bored. You'd be like, Oh yeah. Quarantine 2020 and tell them the whole story. (laughs) And my daughter who, who's only eight and says she doesn't want kids goes, I want to have kids just so I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so funny though, because I don't know if you've watched, Oh gosh, what is it? Love is Blind on Netflix. Have yes. I really feel like some of us are going to come out of quarantine and we're going to be like, so if you guys haven't watched Love is Blind, basically they go into these pods, like, you know, the, the different candidates for love go into their different pods. They can't see each other and they have a conversation and they determine based on their personality and their emotional connection, if they're, you know, a good fit. But once they choose the person that they want to, quote, spend the rest of their life with, then they get to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. And those people, it caused so much turmoil to get to meet them in person because there was like, whoa, you don't look like what I thought you looked like. There's this and that and this. And so they kept saying like, oh, I'm, I miss the pods. I miss the days when we were in the pods. And I really feel like for some of us, especially the introverts, <laughs> yes, are going to be like, I, I miss the quarantine. I miss, you know, being, you know, good. I just really the think safety of home just in my spot. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad to hear someone else watch that. I call it my crap TV, but I could not stop. And that Jessica gave Jessica's a bad name. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. If she's listening, you gave us a bad name. Um, you know what? She, I, that's a whole nother podcast. I got yes. so many opinions. I got some compassion for her. I, I do too. Of, I got a lot of uh, stuff, <laughs> a lot of opinions about that. But guilty pleasure ain't nothing wrong with the little guilty pleasure, especially for self care. In the name of self care, I will tell you if you haven't watched it to add another self care crap TV marriage <laughs> at first sight. Marriage at first sight oh, is no. amazing. All right, amazing. Season nine is on Netflix. It's fabulous. But I love that we're, this is the thing. This is exactly what you said. This is getting into that fun and getting out of that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. I mean, today I had, this morning I had some severe stress and anxiety going on. But Mm -hmm. talking to you and connecting with people 
it gets me out of that. And now all of a sudden I'm like, ah, today's going to be great. This (laughs) is fun. Yeah. Yeah, And I love that you say that. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, though, because, um, when you, when you mentioned like connecting with your friend or like three, two, one, hit the play on, on, you know, the Netflix show or whatever it is, Hulu, but isolation, Mm-hmm. It, it feeds any mental health crisis, any me- mental health issue that we're going to, even if it's not, you know, quote unquote mental health, it feeds those negative emotions Yes, because we get into that place of I'm alone. No one else is experiencing this. No one else is going through this Poor, poor pitiful me. Mm-hmm. But when we connect with other people, we realize, no, oh, no, we're not alone. There are other people going through this. And as a result, there's more hope because then we can say, we were just talking about I was just talking to someone probably a few days ago where she shared, believe it or not, I was talking to someone a few days ago. She shared that she might have COVID. And I said, well, I already had it back in March. Been there, done that. We could talk about the stresses of that another day. But she, she actually ended up breaking down crying because she's like, oh my God, I've only heard like of, you know, the, the older generations getting it. And ending up in a really be- difficult situation. Yes. And she's like, you're not, you're fine. And I was like, yes, ma'am. I am fine. <laughs> and, I am. And that connection is like, she's like, oh, you, here's the, here's the symptoms. Here's what you went through. Like, here's the mental health component. Cause it's really weird having COVID in the, <laughs> in the middle of a COVID pandemic. Yeah. But also having that hope, like someone came before you. Yes. Yes. It's so, it's so important. I mean, I will tell you, I had, this is just last week. I literally, uh, y'all know how much I love my mama. My mom is like my best friend. That's why I talk about her so much. I called my mom and I said, I'm lonely. And I live in a house with two kids and my ex-husband. And I said, I'm lonely. I, I miss, I go, I don't even know how to articulate what I miss. I just know I feel lonely right now. Even though I talk on the phone to people, even though I connect, I feel lonely. And one of the things she said to me, and she's a hardcore introvert, was she was like, everybody is. I know you feel like you're missing out on some party, but you're not. Everybody is in the same boat. And hearing that made me feel a little bit better made me feel a little bit less alone. Yep. And it it was kind of in correlation with Mother's Day and my birthday and everything else. And knowing that a friend of mine had a birthday that week and they hung out at someone's house. But um, right now, as we're recording this, I'm having symptoms of COVID and have to get tested. And I can't risk going out. I can't can't do that. And so it made me feel like, well, this isn't important. And I, it is important to me, but it's being downplayed because of our situation. And to hear that somebody else, that I'm not missing out on some big party that I wasn't invited to, we're all here. We're all in the quarantine together. And what I love that you said before is it's not just even the United States. It's us as earth, as the world. Like there's no borders anymore in this aspect. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. And, and that thinking of it on that level is so powerful. And I will tell you, when you said that, I was like, wow, who was I? It literally went through my head. Wow. Who was I to think I was lonely? There's maybe I could connect with someone in Japan who's feeling lonely too. And we can learn each other's cultures. And I mean, the possibilities of connection are endless and thank God we live in a time of technology. Yep. A hundred percent. I, I, yesterday, I feel like all my good thoughts come when I'm showering. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday I was thinking that I was like, oh my goodness. You know, my partner, he loves history and he, you know, he's always reading, you know, these books that I just couldn't, would make me fall asleep in three seconds. But he's, you know, talking about how this relates to, you know, pandemics that have actually happened in the past. And, you know, he's showing me these photos of these, you know, beautiful, well, you can't really see their face, but what I perceive as beautiful women with their like beautiful Sunday hats and their dresses and their masks going over their hats and connecting. And I was showering the other day and I was thinking, I'm so glad it's 2020. Yeah. I'm so glad it's not 1920 when the last pandemic happened because I can't even imagine being stuck in my home and not being able to call my mom who's four hours away. Right. You know, right. Not being able to connect to, to my best friend who's going to be in California soon. I'm in, on the East Coast, right? Not to be able to have and cultivate and maintain those relationships that kept me sane for so long. Yes. And thank goodness we have it. Yeah. And I see that as a part of the stress management, like connecting, you know, it it's hard to ask for help sometimes. It's hard to say what I'm feeling sometimes. It's okay. I'll raise my hand. If you need to call somebody or could Zoom with somebody, you can find me on Facebook. I will Zoom all day with you because literally finding just somebody to say, you know what? I was stressed this morning. I was really stressed. I was scared. But then I did this with Carly and oh my God, my life, like I blossomed. I felt better. It's very powerful. And it's also very empowering to be able to identify and articulate how you are feeling. Yep. It's that authenticity. I feel like that word before all this happened. Well, I mean, I still think it's like one of those words that makes everybody rolls their eyes now. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Like if we can be But I think the key is like, if we can be authentic with other people, that's the difference. Like that's the true connection the deep connection, but it all starts with being authentic with ourselves and admitting to ourselves that we're feeling a certain way. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with the feelings. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest thing that I think people get sidetracked because, you know, we're supposed to like men, we're supposed to be strong. We're supposed to be this and women, we're supposed to be maternal and we're supposed to set a good example and do this and do that. You know what? No, you're not. You're I'm supposed to be a little bit of a man and a woman here. Then. I, I am too. And I will just say, you know what? No, you can feel lonely. You can feel vulnerable. And it's okay to say that to someone because guess what? You're human and you're making a human connection. Yep. And that is so important. Carly, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. I want you to come on again. Like yes. when we hit the second wave, we're going to need you yep. big time. 
And seriously, I want to like tell all the schools that they need Carly's to be in their classrooms when these kids go back because it's going to be teachers were not taught how to how to deal with kids emotions and stress and all that only the the school counselors are and there's only one of those so we need a we need to clone you <laughs> and we need to spread you out into all the schools and so that the teachers and the children have the support of recognizing stress fight or flight and redirecting them to the fun and to the getting out of self and back into okay i'm okay and yeah. today I can say, I'm okay. So that's good enough for me. You guys, you can find Carly on Recovering Mentally Crew Facebook page. By all means, connect with her, connect, connect, connect. Carly, where else can they find you? Okay, so you can find me on this almost every social media platform at The Stressless Co. And you can find us at our website, thestresslessco.com. And then if you feel like you could use a little bit more support, I am going to offer the first, you know, 10 people a complimentary conversation. So this is, you know, to get to the one, to get to the root of your stress, two, to create an action plan so that you don't have to stress so much yes. and um, three, to see how I can support you to move forward. So in order to grab that, what you're going to do is you're just going to go to stresslessco.com slash apply and make sure to mention recovering mentally. So I know it's you and you came from Jesse's amazing family. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Yes, we are definitely getting you back on. Thank you so much for offering that. I think if anything, this isn't necessarily a time to get certification and degrees. This is a time if you have that money, if you have that space, get yourself a coach. I have a coach. I will tell you it, it's changed it's changed the way I perceive the world right now and choose. It helps you to choose to live in abundance and not in fear. Carly, thank you again. We will thank talk you. soon. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, you guys, that's all we've got for today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you go out in the world this week and be the badasses and authentic selves that you are because you are amazing. Do not hesitate to hit a review and let us know what you need to hear because that's the goal. We're here for you. We are recovering mentally together. See you soon.